everybody, Jim and Chris here with the latest episode of the Keeping It Real podcast. Our first Sans Roth. She, yeah. has, she has moved on to new adventures, as you've heard by now. So Being a traitor. We, uh, we, <laughs> we wish her well and all that jazz. But uh, we have no time to mourn. There are things to talk about in the world of nerd news. I'll cry when I'm dead. <laughs> I don't know. I That's probably the will. kind of morbid stuff I usually go on with. <laughs> well, wow. see? We've, we've, it's like Freaky a body Friday. switch movie right now. Exactly. Uh, let's talk about uh, Ant-Man. Topped the box office last weekend, but $57.2 million, Nothing to sneeze at unless you're Marvel Studios, in which case it is the second lowest opening for the MCU uh, behind, uh, just ahead of, I should say, Incredible Hulk. Which was seven yeah. years ago. Now, still, $57.2 million, that sounds pretty good to the Not rest terrible. of us. Also, um, to be honest, I think they were probably predicting this one a little lower. Okay. Uh, some of the predictions were in the 60 range, so... It's you not going to cut into their year, though. Let's just say that. Yeah, like, I think they're I think got they're some okay Avengers and some well, Force what, what Awakens. Do you, uh, what do you attribute it not kind of getting that groundswell that, like, you know, Guardians did? And another thing that was unproven, kind of a... Yeah, C-list I honestly, I, I have a crazy, well, it's not so crazy. I think the music of Guardians actually helped to draw people in. I think yeah. there's a little bit more of a fun factor to some of the Guardians stuff. It sounded um, like a party down the hall in your door yeah. you want to go check out. But, you know, you know Ant-Man, I feel like a lot of people were on the fence about it. You know, subsequently there's been good reviews and good word of mouth. Yeah. I think it'll do all right this weekend, but... Um, yeah, I mean, I just don't think there was like a fever pitch built for Ant-Man, and, yeah. and I feel like Marvel was even a little bit tentative with how they came out with it. They, they some of the TV did a lot spots of stuff, and yeah. trailers too were they didn't they didn't they weren't that good. Some of them, like you know, the movies. I love the movie. Yeah. Uh, but you know, the Guardians spots, everything like just psyched you up for that movie. Whereas the Ant-Man stuff. Tonally, it felt like each spot was like a different thing for a different audience. I think Guardians also ramped up over time. Yeah. And I feel like Ant-Man didn't start great, and then it got to a certain level and it kind of plateaued. Yeah. You know, like that's how the ad campaign was, at least. Um, but yeah, I mean, the movie has been well-received, so I think it'll, it'll be fine. And it's, you're, like you said, $57 million is not, that, not much yeah. to sneeze at. For a movie about a guy named Ant-Man, that's pretty good. Yeah, and it's still got some competition, and you yeah. know, Trainwreck did well this weekend. Yeah, Trainwreck, also. let's talk about that real quick. Uh, Judd Apatow's second best debut behind Knocked Up. Uh, it opened with $30 million, so also, you know, Amy Schumer now. Yeah. She's bonafide box office. Got the Schumer that. factor. Yeah, so that's that's great for her. She's yeah. uh, you know already working on some other projects and stuff like that. So, I was at dinner the other night and these women sitting next to me, they were probably in their like mid to late 50s. They seriously for the entire dinner I was there for probably 45 minutes, they talked only about Amy Schumer oh, for wow. the whole time. And they were just like, oh, I love her. She's so great, blah, blah, blah. She's so awesome. <laughs> they talked about Trainwreck. They spoiled Trainwreck for me. Yeah, <laughs> I still haven't seen Trainwreck. I want to go see it at some point. You know? So, yeah, so, I mean, I think there's real support for her out there in the world based on yeah. my two people talking That's right. Method. And that's, that's your, look, those are the, the eyes and ears on the street for you. you those know? are the folks that are out there in the trenches <laughs> watching Amy, <laughs> Amy right. Schumer movies. Uh, so we don't have to. Oh, come oh, on. I'm not I want to that. I just wanted to say so we don't have to. Uh, so Jurassic World, also on the box office tip here, Jurassic World, according to Variety, has passed Avengers as the third biggest hit of all time behind Avatar and Titanic. It has $1.52 billion. Thunder lizards indeed. 
You know what that means, Chris. It means the news we got today right before the podcast. Jurassic World sequel. Yeah. I really hope it's not called Jurassic World 2. It won't uh, be. Will be released on June 22nd, 2018 with Pratt and, uh, Chris Pratt and Bryce Dallas Howard expected back. And Colin Trevorrow, the director, co-writing the story. But I don't think he's going to come back. What about that. Jurassic World Loster World? I, I want to see Jurassic Moon. They go uh, into space. They're like dinosaur astronauts, and only like, Sharknado can go to space now. I guess so. Yeah, that and the Fast and Furious gang—they have to go. They to have space. to get up there someday. That's, that's all I'm saying. They will in like 20 years when they're still making those movies. They'll be, they'll be headed off to Kepler 346b <laughs> yeah. or whatever. Another it is. Earth. I don't know. I don't know what you call. It. Let's call it another Earth. Hey, speaking of space stuff, let's talk about a little something, little speculation that made the rounds this week. Ooh. Space Jam 2 is, seems to be something <laughs> oh, man. LeBron James wants to will into existence. It was I announced. love that. He could, though. Basketball star LeBron James uh, signed a deal with Warner Brothers. Uh, you know, he's, he's, he's in train wreck, and yeah. he, apparently he's quite good at it. The you know? timing was pretty good for that particular so thing. So we'd heard rumblings before that he wants to do Space Jam 2, but it didn't sound like it was much. But now the fact that he's announced this sort of... Uh, you know, production deal with Warner Brothers, who is the studio behind Space Jam 1, mm-hmm. Michael Jordan movie, um, you know, it's got chins a wagon. Now, it was not specifically stated in the in the press release that Space Jam 2 is the thing that they're all on board about. However, some folks did some digging and saw that Warner Brothers did recently uh, register some domain names, which definitely an interesting sign. Yeah, I mean, I think if you're doing those two things close together and LeBron has said he wants to do it, I mean, even off of a hit movie. Even even if you are LeBron James and you put that on your Twitter, yeah. somebody in Hollywood is going to be like, "Ooh. Yeah. Let's make that happen, you know." However, I'm channeling Roth there with the however. <laughs> however. Um, Space Jam 2 did seem to rile up a bit of the internet this week. Yeah. Uh, not yeah. everybody on board with the idea. Now, I'm going to make an admission here. I've never seen Space what? Jam 1. I saw it way later. I saw it yeah. like five years ago or something like but that. But it it's a movie, basically it's a kid's movie that uh, a, a certain generation, which are now yeah. like a good chunk of our user like base, you know? Power Rangers yeah, era. That era. Oh, and we'll get to some Power we'll Rangers stuff in a little later. bit because it was kind of a one-two punch here. Uh, basically, if you're early, mid-90s kid, then, um, you know, Space Jam meant something to you. Yeah. And now they want to do another one, and maybe with a basketball player, maybe you're on board with them, maybe you're not. That movie, honestly, is way more subversive than it has any right to be. It's like... how so? Now, again, I haven't seen it. It's just a little bit, it's, you know, it's it's sort of geared toward kids, but it's all the sort of Looney Tunes characters. Bill Murray. And Bill Murray and Michael Jordan. Isn't and it's Brendan just, Fraser in that? Yeah, or it's, it's goofy, it's fun, it's actually really, even now, surprisingly watchable. Okay. And actually looks really good in HD because they cleaned <laughs> wow. it up. Okay. So I saw it on an HD channel, like... Not I saw it again um, playing on an HD channel, HD channel, not too long ago. It was really good looking. Yeah. For now, so if it's your first introduction to Space Jam, which it might be yours, it might um, be. It's not bad. I, I actually enjoyed it. Do you think should they just out and out remake it, or should they just no. do a new version? No, you got to continue do you think the people mythology. People are so upset though about you know, I don't know. Well, I, I, you know a vocal chunk of people. I think it's about LeBron, and then there's always going to be people who 
have that thing sacred in their mind that was From Space childhood. Jam, and like, there's no way that you can the do thing a Space Jam. That too. was sacred in their mind. That was Space Jam. <laughs> Words never uttered before. Yeah, I think I made a history. This made world is what five sentence. billion years old. Yeah. Nobody's ever said that until right now. Skizzle nerps. I know they probably, so, somebody's probably said Skizzle nerps before. I doubt that too, but you <laughs> well, know, we, we, maybe somebody mental. <laughs> you know, I don't think. I just, you know? made, I just made it up. But so. okay, so so bottom line, you you just think. Whenever there's something from your childhood in Hollywood revisits, that's that's where the spark is coming. I think that I think that's a lot of it, but you know, also I think there becomes this like weird gap in in time where like when you do a, an actual sequel, people are like, oh, why are you doing a sequel? And then I, th I also think there's a if they did do a reboot, there's also like a bit of a backlash against reboots. Yeah. And though I feel like we've gotten treated to some decent reboots of late. Yeah. Um, you know. Yeah, there's always going to be that. And then there's always the person. If I had a penny for how much hatred I feel every time somebody's like, Hollywood has no new ideas. <laughs> like Hollywood was remaking movies back in like the <laughs> yeah, 20s and 30s. Yeah. They would remake movies four years or less after the original one came out. I will so th this is an old thing in Hollywood. I welcome new ideas and I welcome things that, uh, you know, are fresh and exciting, but Hollywood's job, everybody in Hollywood's job is to make money yeah, for the money. studio. Yeah. And the things that make money aren't always the original things. And that's sad sometimes, but it's actually, you know, And, a, a and I think though the Space Jam also speaks to the fact uh, that we are now in the 90s nostalgia era. We're not, we're out of the 80s thing. Yeah. And I think that's one, and we'll talk more about pixels a little later, but I do feel like Adam Sandler has gone back to the 80s well way too many times in his career and you know I'm we're children of the 80s but that's like been there done that yeah and I feel like now you're talking about kids that grew up with stuff in the 90s uh, and you mentioned Power Rangers which is a good example uh, and these are the things now that they that's sacrosanct to, to them and don't mess with that you yeah know? yeah for sure so um, speaking of Power Rangers you know, Comic-Con gave us many things, hangovers for the most <laughs> part, uh, but it also gave us our first look at X-Men Apocalypse, and now those photos have been released. And uh, I gotta say, uh, a lot of people not too happy with Apocalypse's look. And those people are like some of the folks we were just talking about, about Space Jam 2. Uh, Grew up in the 90s with uh, Power Rangers and then later the Power Rangers movie. Yeah. And you know who they say that Apocalypse, Oscar Isaac's character looks like? A little somebody called Ivan Ooze. Come on, people. And I'm just going to say, like, <laughs> Power Rangers mean nothing to me. That movie, yeah. never seen it. Uh, but I did see the photo, and I can see why people are making that mental yeah. link. I think and they're Ivan also Ooze, saying like Mr. Freeze from the, the Batman and Robin movie. I think Ivan Ooze kind of, kind of looks like purple Ganondorf from Zala too, a little bit, a little bit. Um, but to me, I I will take the unpopular opinion of because well, the internet is outraged about this apparently, Chris. <laughs> oh, here's the well, I don't know if this is the unpopular opinion, but I just want to like I, let's take a measured approach to this because I kind of feel like. Every single time new X-Men stuff is revealed, everybody's like, oh my god, leather, leather's never going to yeah. work. And then it needs to be yellow and blue, and then they're like, and then after the leather worked for so many years, people are like, yellow and blue is never going to work. Yeah, know? and then they what give them the want? yellow and blue suits in first class, people bitched about that. Here's an interesting thing. And then thing. last year or so, we went through all that crap with 
Quicksilver, who ended up being more popular than the Quicksilver in the Avengers 2. And we participated in that too. We didn't like his look either, right? So like, I will be sort of complicit in that as I'm well. I'm throwing a stone in a glass house. <laughs> shatter, shatter, shatter. But I will say, Apocalypse didn't bother me that much. No. And what's more, like, I really liked Storm. Yeah. I, th I think Storm she with the, the Mohawks Mohawk, is really huh? good. And um, I mean, I'm not even mad at Olivia Munn as Psylocke. I know a lot of people are hating on the that, too. The only thing about uh, Apocalypse that uh, I thought he'd be taller. And maybe yeah. they'll, you know, CGI him a bit. And I thought his eyes, I thought his eyes would be kind of, a, you know, no irises like in the comics. However, that really robs you of a lot as an actor. And Oscar Isaac's a great actor. You would never know that was him. And yeah. The, the, you know. I would also say that until you see something in motion, yeah. like stills are not going to capture the feeling of that, a the character. Suicide Squad. And girl. sometimes you're just going to get, you're going to have a bad feeling about something that's going to ultimately resolve when that yeah. story, you know, when it tells its story. So my, my bigger question about X-Men Apocalypse is how are they going to tell the story of all of these mutants that are involved? You know, like that's the thing I'm interested in. I don't in. think, I mean, I don't think a lot of them are going to have significant amount of screen time. I, I really don't, uh, you know, the, the horsemen, as we've now found out, you know, are Magneto, Storm, uh, Psylocke, and uh, Angel. Yeah. Um, so, you know, what do you think of Nightcrawler's look? We got a way better uh, look looks, at him now. Yeah, I think he looks fine. He looks cool. I mean, uh, you know, we've seen Nightcrawler on, on screen before, so it was great that, you know, we, we see him again. I just, you know, I'm a little irked that the, you know, basically nothing in X2, which I really liked, mm -hmm. happened now. Like, right, apparently right. they met like 20 years before. And, <laughs> Wiped off the map. Yeah. I got to tell you my Comic-Con story because we're on the X-Men subject, which okay. you probably already know, but I'm really telling it to everybody here. So I'm in the hotel and I'm taking the elevator down and this nice, oh. this nice couple gets on and they have a baby with them. And the baby is named Logan, by the Aww. way, dressed up like Wolverine. So he's in a little baby yellow onesie. It's the yellow and blue uniform, best uniform. Um, so they put him in the yellow and blue uniform. He's got the little cross hatches on the sides and he's wearing these cute little mittens with felt, <laughs> with felt claws on them and it's adorable. And we're like, oh, are you know a lot of people taking pictures of your baby? They're like, no, people are being cool. People are being respectful. And um, then the the um, elevator open, the doors open, and Hugh Jackman. This is true. <laughs> He's got a photo. Is standing outside the doors, and for a moment in time, everybody's kind of frozen. Like, you know, uh, they don't like to put celebrities on the elevator with us rabble yeah. sometimes. Yeah. And so sometimes they'll just hold the door and be like, well, wait for the next one. But he's a cool guy. He's not like, uh, yeah. you know, he's not above it or all whatever. So he gets on the elevator, hadn't seen the baby, and then looks down and there's this baby in this Wolverine onesie <laughs> with claws. And it was just the most like, of course, Comic-Con, you yeah. know, of course you would deliver this. And then the elevator clears, blah, 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 go do my thing, come back and get on the next elevator, Cody Smith McPhee. <laughs> on the elevator, so it's like back to back. It wasn't Wolverine. you that took the photo of, of Jackman. That, that I handed it. I actually handed it to my friend who was standing right next to him, and she took it. That's and, awesome. Uh, and so yeah, it's posted on my Twitter um, at Chris Carl. It got, it got picked up. Yeah, it got picked up everywhere. I mean, just because it is like the quintessential awesome. weird Comic Con thing. And the publicist who was with him was like, uh, hey, just let me tweet this first. Everybody there was just like, of course, this has to be seen by the world, though. It was the amazing. world must know. It was amazing. Um, but overall, to, to get back to the look of Apocalypse real quick, uh, why do you think it was that people got 
the, the, particularly the Ivan Ooze uh, thing. Why? I mean, if you grow up with Power Rangers and you grew up, you know, the '90s X-Men comics, like, eh, what? What exactly is the hair off your butt about this? I think it's the purpleness. I think it's the. I think it's the color. He's blue the on the. Uh, on I the think so. I mean, it's like cover. you put them like next to each other, and it's like I don't think he's ultimately going to end up looking like that in. Yeah. In post, really, you know, the EW cover is one thing. The movie's probably going to be desaturated a little bit. Yeah. I don't think all these costumes are going to pop as loud as they do in these photos. Um, but what so if they do? It is the 80s. They might want to go full Miami Vice. I actually, I actually respect the hell out of the decision to go bright costumes because <laughs> it is truly what everybody's been actually asking for for years. And well, so now, you got now it. you're getting it. Now you're getting it. Little, uh, little more on the. Well, actually, before I get to that, I want to know what do you guys think of Apocalypse's look? Did we do anything to dissuade you from your <laughs> utter and complete hatred for it? Uh, do you still think he looks like Guy Vanu's um, or Mr. Freeze? Let us know in the comments below. So, some more X Men Apocalypse stuff to to throw out there. Jennifer Lawrence, of course, doing press. Uh, for this movie and for Mockingjay, and she says that she holds out, quote, hope to do another Mystique. I mean, she's not contracted to come back. Yeah. The one thing that she cited as a big reason why she wouldn't do it again is it's not being sick of the character or anything. It's the makeup and the fumes from it, particularly yeah. the fumes. She goes, I'm 25 years old and I've been breathing this stuff in a long time, and yeah. it concerns me. Well, you why know. Why can't you, can't they just do, why can't they just do Mystique then as, Performance capture. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, you Wouldn't know, that kind of makes sense. And I think it makes everyone happy. And at a certain point, you know, it's kind of like, I don't know. This is maybe a terrible analogy, but it's kind of like being in the NFL. Like you're trading sort of health on your body for doing the job that you do, right? And so, like, money. I'm sure they're being careful with it, but you don't know. You know, you don't know what that yeah. is ultimately going to do to you down the line. So, if she's being careful, you know. Good, good honor. I feel what's. I feel like what could happen is she could come back, kind of like Wolverine does from time to time, in just a cameo role. And so she's only one or two days in the makeup, yeah. and then the rest of the time she's like either morphed as characters or. You well, know. we see a lot more of just Jennifer Lawrence as Raven in the in the footage from Comic Con, right. and, and it was explained too that you know you guys have probably seen our our write ups or our videos on it, but basically. Uh, the world is a much better place for mutants by the mid-80s, right. and so she doesn't feel the need to have to, like, basically be Mystique anymore. Yeah. So. Yeah, I mean, I, I can see it being that situation, though, where she just comes back and sort of dribs and drabs, and they yeah. don't, like, focus the story on her. Uh, one more thing, Evan Peters said that the uh, X-Men Apocalypse will feature a, quote, bigger and better Quicksilver scene oh, than the one yes. that we saw in, in Days of Future Past, which was awesome. I'd like to see I'd like to see more of those sequences. I don't want them to go overboard, though. You know, sometimes people are like, oh, everybody loved this, and so we got to do something that's, like, yeah. totally crazy, and it goes on too long. So I just want to make sure that they're not going to do that. But, yeah, yeah more of that, please. All right. Now we're going to talk about some fan theories. Oh, oh. Particularly about the DC movie universe, particularly about Batman v Superman and Suicide Squad, particularly <laughs> about Joker and Robin. Uh -oh. Now, there are theories going around online. I know uh, Slash Film posted some reader stuff. But, however, we had an email from a listener by the name of Kitty. Hmm. And Kitty writes in, Hi guys, and hopefully a girl to replace Roth. That's <laughs> what she said. Uh, 
After watching the Suicide Squad and Batman uh, vs. Superman trailer a few times, I'm really hoping for this big twist to surprise everyone. Jason Todd is Joker. Mm -hmm. Think about it, she writes. In several Jason Todd stories, then uh, Joker has psychologically twisted him. The J teardrop could also be Jason from his days as a young hooligan. Also, hooligan. Also Joker, by the way. True. <laughs> could also Silly be Joker. tattoos would have a lot more meaning if they were forced on him. The jokes on you Batman message on the Robin outfit would be crueler. Leto and Affleck are about the same age. Affleck's like two years older, but about the same age. Right. Although Bruce's given Hollywood line, math, that doesn't matter at all. Really right. uh, Bruce's line to Alfred about, in how many good guys uh, remain that way. Interesting. Yeah. What else could break Batman more than losing Robin in this way? It would be such a dark twist that would, be, that would psychologically raise the stakes for everyone. Okay, well, just wanted to hear your thoughts on it, Sign <laughs> Kitty. Thank you, Kitty, well, for your a, email. Yeah, I mean, that's, and it has been kind of bandied about, you know, maybe. Bandied. Bandied about maybe that, um, that, is, the, that is the case. What do I you think don't about? think that's the case. Why so? I just, I just feel like, I just feel like they want to just keep the Joker the Joker and, you know, like, yeah, having him, you know, come from that sort of origin, I think it's, it's just a little bit more problematic as you move, move past this movie. Yeah, and also, I mean, he knows who Batman is then, so why not just tell everybody? Yeah. No. Yeah, I mean, although, you know, there's all kinds of psychological nonsense going on with the Joker, so yeah. I think they could probably, like, explain that away in a couple yeah. lines. Oh, no, he's mine, or yeah. some crap, I yeah. don't know. But, um, I mean, I, I like, I, I, I think deliberately those kinds of clues are put into trailers to make people kind of scramble and be exactly. like, hey, what, what is going on? But there's more Robin theories there, out there. And not only, this one might be a lot more than a theory, and it would really, you know, uh, shoot a big old hole in this Jason Todd one. A um, Kepler 365B. <laughs> so, so, sorry. F. I'm just going to. Uh, Heroic Hollywood reports that. that Zack Snyder's son, Eli Snyder, who was, who was like this hotshot quarterback in high school, you know, uh, looks the Like part. an actual hotshot quarterback. Yeah, not actual, about like, not a, yeah, yeah, no, he's an actual, <laughs> like, you know, uh, great athlete, I guess, um, that he plays Robin, the doomed Robin, in a flashback in, in BVS where we'll see him get killed by Leto's Joker. By the way, I love that... Robin is in this movie just to die. Like, yeah. Like, I mean, we see his suit, so we know he's yeah, in there. Yeah, we know something's you know? out there, and we know he's dead from, yeah. that, from that. It's crazy. Although, you know, here, I, here's my theory, okay? Bear with me here. What if this continuity takes place 20 years after, because it almost works out math-wise, from Batman and Robin? And Ben Affleck is supposed to be the George <laughs> Clooney because that suit, it kind of looks like Chris O'Donnell's suit. And they frigging kill Chris O'Donnell's Robin. And now it's 20 years later, and he's like, I can't do this day glow. Can't be crap anymore. I've got to go back to being <laughs> the Dark Knight because they kill Chris O'Donnell. <laughs> and I'm going to just kick your ass. How amazing would it be if they said those actual words? I can't exactly. believe you killed Chris O'Donnell. <laughs> but, you, you know, monsters. But Zack Snyder did tweet a photo. Uh, I, I'm sorry, uh, posted to Instagram. A photo of him with his son. It looked like his son was going off the prom. 
or whatever, and just with the caption, boy wonder, question mark, so. Nice. I, you know, but I, you know, his son has appeared in his movies before. Eli Snyder was young Leonidas in that mm. you know, uh, uh, opening scene in 300 with the wolf, uh, and then he was uh, Little Rorschach in Watchmen, and then he had a, like a bit part in Sucker Punch. I, I just want to go to one of the, this high school football game and Zack Snyder's just chilling, watching yeah. this kid take apart the defenses. Yeah. <laughs> amazing. Um, so, it doesn't sound like that Jason Todd theory is going to end up panning out. However, could, could be though. Like, could, we don't know. I mean, man. we don't know which Robin it is. You know, if it's Dick Grayson or Jason Todd, it could be Jason Todd. Uh, but we want to know what you think of this, what you think of possibly Eli Snyder being. Dead Robin in Batman v Superman. Dead Robin. Dead Robin. So let us know in the comments below. Uh, let's move on from that and talk about Spectre. Everybody, Spectre. Yes, the Chris Carl songathon, <laughs> theme songathon. You know back. what? I, I'm also going to introduce my Spectre gang sign. Do it. That's, That's it. it. That's how you throw <laughs> down when you're inspector. But uh, I love, 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 love that the that the logo is the bullet with the specter. Yeah. You know, specter cracks on yeah. the logo. It's really, really cool. Uh, what do you think of the new trailer? I, you know, it felt it feels creeping towards old Bond a little yeah. bit, but keeping it, keeping it not not kooky, grounded still. Yeah. But he's got a, uh, an Aston Martin with a flamethrower in the back. And you're starting to get to these things where it's like, you know, in, the, in these other movies, you're kind of like, oh, yeah, there's these kind of, uh, you know, like secret evil organizations at, at work. Yeah. But this one seems really like they have a conference table, you know? Yeah. <laughs> like it's an actual evil organization. They probably if, have to go through harassment training. <laughs> yeah. They have, like, they have the dial-in number. Did you get the dial-in number right? Yeah. <laughs> exactly, you know. Uh, we, we tried to set it up as a, like a webcam thing. You can't <laughs> it it webcom, didn't work. You know, I mean. They're, I think they're, we're saying more about the way we try I'm to just saying like, you know, they're on the phone with Fidelity wondering about where their <laughs> benefits are. They don't know, you know. And, and, and God help you when you work for Spectre and they switch insurance plans. Oh, uh, boy, doesn't so that bad. suck. And they're not going to cover everything. No, they're not. I mean, did you get hurt in the line of duty? Well, yeah, but, you know, try proving that. Everyone else is dead. Uh, so the, here's, my, here's my little kind of issue with the, with the trailer. Uh, I love Christoph Waltz, and I hope he's Blofeld, but for right now he's Franz Oberhauser. However, you know... I'm the author of all your pain, okay? <laughs> and I've always been there. I really kind of hate it when the villain is like, because it, it gets into jigsaw territory there, yeah. where it's like, I've planned everything out. Nothing was left for chance. There's no, no such thing as chance. Everything happened exactly as how I programmed it. Yeah. Um, I think that's, that's a bit much. But I, I do think that, you know, when he says I'm the author of all your pain, since he and we saw this in the past trailer, um, he and Bond knew each other as kids, and Bond's parents died in a skiing accident. And right. Oberhauser's dad was Bond's ski instructor and sort of his surrogate father figure. What if little Franz somehow caused the accident that killed them, the avalanche, whatever, he's just, a, just to be a malevolent little bastard? He's essentially the Joker from 1989 Batman. Pretty then. much, you know, which like, I, I never did like that they made Joker the, the I, killer of Batman's I, I didn't. It was so like... It okay. robs his motivation. Yeah, you don't need... Like, yeah, exactly. When you're done killing Joker, 
when you drop them off that building, sorry, spoiler alert, 1989. Anyway, <laughs> uh, then you're then you're done, right? Like yeah. you don't need to seek out retribution on anybody. That's Batman's problem, though. He doesn't know when to stop. Yeah. He really doesn't. He really doesn't. He's just like, oh, I'm fractured, whatever. <laughs> I'll retire for a little while, then I'll come back because they need me. But it I made me that. very excited for Spectre. Like, I want to see this movie bad now, and, and uh, you know, I, badly, I should say. But I, yeah, I mean. Do we think, like, how many times can Bond go rogue? He seems to go rogue every other movie. So at a certain point, you're just like, that's Bond being Bond. You I think know? somebody flipped his setting to Rogue, and he's yeah. never been able to turn it back to not yeah. Rogue. I mean, it's like you know, it was a big deal in License to Kill when Timothy Dalton's Bond went Rogue, but at this point, Bond's going Rogue like Pierce Brosnan's Bond went Rogue a couple of times. Yeah. I think you know, Daniel Craig's been Rogue in every Bond movie. Like, it's kind of what he does now at this point. It's almost like. James, who showed up on time for a 9 a.m. meeting, you brought coffee for everyone. That would be going rogue for him these yeah, days. Yeah, you'd be like, oh my God, that's not Bond. Wait, he's a an android. <laughs> um, let's, uh, so we both like the Spectre trailer, yeah, but I just, I, I, a little reservations yeah, about I agree, I agree making Oberhauser maybe too tied to everything and Spectre too tied to Anytime him. you see that in a movie, it's basically like, really? Like, well, they, you, the fact you that they brought that? back Mr. White who was in Casino Royale, who was in Quantum of Solace, who I don't think was in Skyfall, but, you know, that he's been there all along, too. And so that means that the Quantum Network was part of Spectre. That all the, so, yeah, I guess in that sense, everything is tied together. So we're going to find out that, like, does that mean Vesper Lynn then was, like, working for Spectre and yada, yada, yada. Are we going to have an extended conversation in a diner about Madonna? We don't know. About the Algerian love knot. I don't know. <laughs> Uh, all right, so let's push on from that. We got some Star Wars stuff real quick to talk about. Benicio del Toro reportedly up for, been offered the villain role in Star Wars Episode Eight. We don't know the nature of the villain. Is he a Sith Lord? Is he a general? Is he just a some other kind of bad guy? Will he be a humanoid? Will it be motion capture? Yeah, Will I don't see him Greedo's being Greedo's pissed off dad. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> I don't see him being like. Uh, a super physical, like, I'm going to do some, you know, yeah. Jedi battles. Yeah, I think they'll be, you so, know, yeah, I think they'll he's be mapping be, his face on, like, Dooku style. I think he's, he's going to be pulling the strings. Uh, so, uh, Star Wars and Marvel and Pixar and Disney Animation are all going to be at D23. We will be at D23. Yeah. Force Awakens is going to be Same. there. Captain America Civil War and uh, Good Dinosaur, a bunch of stuff. So they're gonna be showing footage there, probably have the cast come out and do a wave. So that's uh, August 14th to the 16th, it's a weekend, so keep it here on IGN for stuff on D23, but we'll definitely be seeing some stuff from that movie. Uh, Lady Seth herself, Jamie Alexander, said that, uh, by the way, Civil War will have Easter eggs for Thor Ragnarok. Just yeah. throwing that out there. I mean. I feel like everything now is going to have an Easter egg for everything in the future. So, All right. um, this and, podcast has an Easter egg for Phase Four. Yeah, you just can't see sure. it. Yet. It's true. Um, um, yeah. So, I mean, what it will be, who knows? And a little Spidey reboot news. For oh, me. you know, Joss Whedon. I want to mention that he was talking about like, uh, you know, we were talking about like sequences he wanted to drop, sequences he wanted to extend. That Ragnarok, weird Ragnarok sequence yeah. in Avengers Two was supposed to be longer, 
But Whedon has said, and I, I don't know if you guys have talked about this in, pr in previous podcasts, he's not going to do a director's cut of yeah, Avengers. No. There's not going to be any of that extra footage. I mean, it, it, maybe we'll see it in like deleted scenes or something like that. But it's not like going to be some super cut of Avengers 2 that's four hours long. Yeah. I don't really um, want it anyway. I, I don't need it. Um, all right, so Spidey reboot will be scripted by the directors of Vacation, John Francis Daly and Jonathan M. Goldstein. John Francis Daly was the star of Freaks and Geeks, and he would have been a splendid Peter Parker nice. once upon a time. But once? Once upon a time. Once upon and a time. And he also, they, these guys also wrote, uh, I think, Horrible Bosses too. Uh, oh. Just want to throw out some more news items. because I like you just dropped that in. Oh yeah, and Horrible Bosses too. And moving on. And moving on. <laughs> uh, the uh, Minecraft movie has a director and Rob McElhenney. I think yep. I'm saying his name from right. From the league. From uh, and it's always sunny. Oh wait, no. Yeah, it's from, always sunny. From it's always sunny. Actually. Um, and then the Rampage movie, another video game movie, also has a director reportedly and Brad Payton reteaming with The Rock, uh, who's going to star in the movie, and they worked together just recently on San Andreas as well as Journey Two. <laughs> yeah, they're going to keep that raw, realistic edge to Rampage. Yeah. Um, so, but the other thing that um, came out of that story, and I don't know if it was talked about when we were originally talking about Rampage, is it sounds like they're going to feature the three playable characters from from so the what, game. Like so, a, King like Kong, a gorilla and, and something like Godzilla, and I can't remember the third one. Oh, the Wolfman. Yeah, the Wolfman. Wolfman guy, yeah. like the giant Wolfman. So wolf which one do you think uh, The Rock plays, or does he play the human that has to stop him? He plays the human that has to stop him. Ah, that's no First fun. time I ever got drunk, I got drunk playing Rampage and drinking rum straight out of the bottle. A night to remember. Anyway. Kids, let, he's a cautionary <laughs> tale is what I'm saying. Uh, some other news items. Pacific Rim 2 reportedly filming this November in Toronto. Guillermo del Toro, and it's possibly going to be titled Maelstrom. Maelstrom. Uh, the It remake. Oh, wait, you know what? What's that? What about Magic Mike be having a third installment called Maelstrom? <laughs> Sorry. So the It remake yeah. <laughs> has a new you director. You switch the L and the E. Anyway. I God. have no follow-up for that. Uh, <laughs> it remake. Andy uh, Muschietti, uh, Muschietti, I'm uh, sorry, I'm sluttering your Muschietti. name. Muschietti. <laughs> you got to do it. Now like, I'm hungry. No, yeah. I'm just going to go get pasta. Uh, director of Mama. Mama. He's, gonna, he's taking over for uh, Carrie uh, uh, Fukunaga from True Detective. Every who, once in a while, we out. get the weirdest swag from studios. And for Mama, they gave us these twigs that were basically like they made into <laughs> pens and they say mama on the side <laughs> and for like six years i've had this twig in my car that <laughs> says mama and every time Seriously, i see it, officer this is called movie <laughs> swag i'm not a devil worshiper every time i pull it out i say mama wait don't even read into that all right moving on moving on moving oh on. so opening <laughs> this weekend we have pixels an adam sandler yeah. video game movie now mm. a lot of folks think this movie could Fall to the video game movie curse. Uh, and I think that doesn't really count because they're not adapting a video game. Yeah. Uh, because Wreck It Ralph did great. Yeah. And uh, yes. John C. Riley says they're going to do it. He's all signed up for another one. Good. Now, here's my question, though, for you about Pixels. Um, it's tracking anywhere from 25 million to 39 million, you know, possibly first place. But I have a feeling Ant Man might eke out. First I think it might again. be it too. However, it's also going up against Paper Towns, which has a lot of buzz. Teen, you know, that centric. could that could be number one. But my question isn't so much how much it's going to make. My question is, how come Sony didn't sell this movie 
using Sandler's face, and like they have every other movie. They've been selling it on Pac-Man, Donkey Kong, Space Invaders, and frankly, it doesn't seem like it's worked. Yeah. Uh, you know, they, they've had Sandler's kisser in every poster in the past. Is this just kind of fallout over like, you know, there was a lot of stuff that came out in the leak about like how they're sick of making those movies with him and he did sign that big deal with Netflix. Is this just a Might big be that. Uh, um, suck it buddy thing? I also kind of feel like he's probably the most sort of, um, he's just kind of there in the movie. It's not like. You've he, seen it, I yeah, have Yeah, it's not like he's like this. Tour, he gives this tour to force performance. He just is kind of like slouching through the whole movie. But we've seen Dinklage more in, in the ads and stuff, you know? Yeah, yeah. And them. so maybe it is. Maybe it's a political thing. And maybe it truly is like we need to get the video gameness of this movie out there. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's not like Adam Sandler has been like mega bankable of late, right? Like it's not like in the days of old where you could say it's an the Adam Sandler movie. You can guarantee it's going to make $30 yeah. million just on him. Um, I think this movie will make about thirty million, um, based on reasons. <laughs> I think I think it'll make thirty million. I think it'll hit right in the middle of okay. that. But so I, you, you think know, it'll be thrown in, man? It's getting bad buzz. Yeah. It, I mean, it's we gave it a nasty review. Of it's seventeen percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Like I personally, I saw it. I thought it was okay. I, I didn't think it was like the worst thing I've ever seen. I don't think it's the best thing I've ever seen either. It was just like one of those things that it takes a long time to like, get going. Do you, should you watch it if you're on the plane? Yeah, I'd watch it on a plane for sure. Okay. Josh Gad is really good in the movie and I, I didn't really like Peter Dinklage in it and I didn't really yeah. like Adam Sandler. It's like Josh Gad and some of the video game stuff is the best part of the movie. But And Kevin James as the president, did you believe that? No, no. <laughs> it's a weird... It's a weird, um, and you know, it's not because of Kevin James even. It's just because the character is written so, it's like a super shallow writing of that character. So, like, you can't <laughs> even understand why the public would connect with this guy in the first place. Okay. You know? All right. Um, also opening this week in Southpaw, uh, Jake Gyllenhaal, highly claimed uh, performance. He plays a boxer looking for a comeback. It sounds like a pretty conventional story. However, Apparently they throw a lot of heavy dramatic stuff at him. It's yeah. from director Antoine Fuqua, The Equalizer, Training Day. That Olympus one also, 46% are on tomatoes last time I saw. So yeah. hasn't been, I mean, I've heard great, great things about Gyllenhaal in it. Yeah. And this is going to be my obligatory plug for Nightcrawler. If you haven't seen it, you should go watch Nightcrawler. Um, but yeah, I haven't seen he this yet. He went from being like scrawny in that movie to like yeah. just ripped in this movie. You know? He's uh there's, he's, he definitely goes through some body transformations in films. He's like crazy that way. Like, I love well, it. Him and Bale. Uh, all right, so we, we don't really have time to get some of the other stuff, so I'm going to drop that for this week. But uh, so I'm thinking, I'm thinking Pixels number one, I'm going to say 31 million. I think Paper Towns uh, number two with about 26. And I think Ant Man third with about 26. I think it's going to be neck and neck yeah. with that in Paper Towns. Uh, I mean, Ant-Man has got a great cinema score. People did like it. Uh, I'd like to see it again. Okay, um, so I think... so, But, I, you know, Ant-Man could be number one again, too. Who knows? That's what I think is going to happen. I think Ant-Man's going to be number one at 31, and then you're going to get Pixels at, like, 30. But I could also see the bottom drop out of that one and just people be, like, after all these reviews, be like, just, 
I don't know. Gets about this. 14 million, yeah. Paper Towns is a weird one because it's got like this teen could base. Could be another like fault in our start. Yeah, it could be one of those things. So I actually think they're all going to be pretty close together. I think 31, 30, and 26. There we go. All right, guys. Well, uh, that'll about do it for this week's podcast. We want to know what you think of uh, the movies you see this weekend. Let us know in the comments below. And follow us on Twitter at Chris Carl, at Jim Vavita. For all things movies, keep it here on IGN. Magic Mike Maelstrom. Thank you.